Rodeo fans, happy new year and welcome back to the Short Round Podcast, the official podcast of the Canadian Professional Rodeo Association. I am your host, Wacey Anderson, and I am stoked to kick off the 2024 season with a great show here for you all. So it's safe to say we hit the dog days of winter between the new year, the start of the rodeo season, everybody's sad, the NFR is over, there's not much going on. But we did have our second event of the rodeo season here um, over New Year's Eve weekend in Oyen with their Happy Bucking New Year bull riding event. So with that, let's jump into a recap of the results. So Young Gun Bo Gardner emerges the victor after an 89-point ride in the short round aboard Legends Rodeo Stock Night Stalker to pick up his first ever win at the Pro Rodeo Canada levels. So I'm going to go out and say you got to watch out for Bo in 2024. The, he's a hot shot rookie, and he's going to be making some noise down the trail next year. So nice work, Bo. Way to kick off your new year in style. And rounding out your top five in Owen was Garrett Green, Chad Hartman, William Barrows, and Ozzy Callum Miller. So congrats to all those guys for picking up a check at the New Year's Eve bull riding. So that about wraps up the news you can use. So let's start this year's, this week's interview with the one and only Zeke Thurston. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Short Round Podcast. This week, I am excited to welcome four-time Canadian champion and now four-time world champion saddle bronc rider, Zeke Thurston. Happy New Year, Zeke, or should I say Zeke the Freak. <laughs> Thanks for taking some time to chat with me today, man. How's things going? Hey, thank you. Yeah, happy Happy New Year to you, too. Uh, things are good, dude. Yeah, like you <laughs> said, just uh, coming, off a, coming off a pretty big fall here and uh, had a great Christmas and Life's good. Can't beat it. Well, I want to first thing I want to ask is that is that clip from 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 the finals with you and Dawson at the back number ceremony. That was one of my favorite pieces of content that come from it when you guys were talking about that. So, where is is Zeke the freak? Is that what they call you at, behind the shoots heading down the road or what? No, nobody calls me that. <laughs> uh, we were just walking by. We actually go to the bathroom. They just grabbed us and said, "Hey, can you give us a couple uh, fit checks?" And we just acted like complete dummies didn't think they were going to use it but they did so oh, that's what that's how they get you those people you should know people liked it though <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. that is so funny i loved it yeah. um so so like i said you're coming off or like you said you're coming off another huge huge season you're the undisputed champion of the saddle rock riding world and and uh how's it feel man you had two really really great seasons 22 23 and just kind of yeah dominated the field how's it feel yeah it feels really good you know um it's uh it's it's pretty you know that's a big deal anytime you can win a world title or, or a canadian title and um you know that's those are things that don't happen you know maybe one time in your in your life or your mm-hmm. career a lot of guys don't ever get to experience that and uh you know to uh to kind of clean sweep at both sides of the border and um you know to have four buckles that's uh that's incredible there's there's a lot of people that win one you know, some people win two, not very many win more than two. And so to have four, it's uh that's a that's a huge honor. Well, and even the amount of people that, that make the finals that don't win too, right? There's so many guys on, on both sides of the border that that go their whole careers and, and maybe knock on the door but never get that chance to win. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's um and, and there's a lot that goes into it. You know, you could be the very best, but uh you gotta you gotta draw well and and um you know, it's it's kind of anybody's game. You get out there to the finals, somebody gets hot and gets on a roll. Uh, there's so much money to be won. They can, you know, they, like last year I come in 116,000 back and, and caught them. So, um, 
it's just you kind of you got to put a whole season together but you gotta you gotta go there and ride every horse that they mm-hmm. draw you the best the best you can at the finals and um you know even then it's still out of your control so it's a uh, it's fun it's a lot of a lot of fun trying so so what what's what's changed for you like outside of the arena like and how you prepare for a season in the past two seasons to kind of elevate you to that undisputed champ level man not not a lot other than like um you know i we seem to add a, a kid or two to the family every couple of years and stuff <laughs> but, motivation right there. um yeah yeah and um <laughs> you know i just it's it's one of those things you know i've kind of worked i've worked at it my entire life every everything i've ever done and every decision mm-hmm. i've ever made is you know for the betterment of of my career of of being a professional bronc rider and so, um, you know, I think it's just kind of, it's all the years of, of it, you know, kind of coming together and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, this is probably the prime of my career and, um, you know, I, I feel like I'll probably continue to get better. Uh, you know, I put a lot of work into it and, and there's, uh, you know, most people don't know what goes into it. And so, um, you know, I think, I think I got some, some really good years left here and, uh, I plan to capitalize on them. Well, I think that's a thing that's like oh, often overlooked in rodeo is especially nowadays with how like you guys have turned into like legitimate athletes and you put a lot of work in outside of it. And, and I think that's, like I said, it's really overlooked and you got to find ways, especially in your case, you got to find ways to win in different scenarios. It's not always going to be the same. Things are going to change. Horses are going to change. Environments are going to change. And I think being able to find that recipe is like so huge becoming a multiple time champion. Oh, for sure. You gotta, you gotta kind of know the formula and and know what works and how to get yourself there. And, um, you know, and, uh, on top of that, you gotta, you know, have the talent and, and then also the work ethic that goes on top of that to, uh, you know, to make it all come together. And, um, like I say, you know, it's just, I think there's a result of many years of, you know, trying to, uh, trying to, you know, just better yourself every, every, every time and um you know you do that long enough something something good's gonna happen how how big of a factor has your family been i know you, you loosely touched on family and, and you your wife jane your mom and dad your brothers like that's you guys all have been involved with rodeo for for as long as i can remember and as long as most folks can remember like how important are they to the to success that you've seen in your career yeah they're huge you um you have to have a, a support system that the backs you and and, uh, you know, it's really beneficial to have one that, that's been there and, and kind of knows what it takes, you know, um, especially, you know, my dad, you know, my family's been been uh, a part of rodeo on both sides of it, um, you know, and, and so I just kind of grew up in it to to the point where, you know, it's um, they know what it takes. My dad's been there and, and he knows how hard it is just to qualify for the NFR, you know. Um, he never won world titles or anything, but like he can relate to that side of mm-hmm. it. And then, um, you know, my, my wife, Jane, she's, she's been, been there since day one, you know, she's, um, uh, she's helped me along with this, this dream and this career and whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, just, she's been just as much of it as a part of it as I have. And, um, I don't, I really don't think I'd be able to do it with, without that support and, and those people in my life. So so I want to jump back to the 2023 season, um, kind of leading up to the CFR and the NFR. Talk a bit about some of the ups and downs, some of your favorite moments from last year, maybe favorite rides, that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, not uh, not too many ups and downs. You know, I I, uh, I come off a world title in 22 and and started the winter really good. I made the short round at all them big building rodeos and placed well, won Tucson. So uh, I had just a solid winter. Um, got got I think I had a hundred thousand gathered up by the end of the winter and uh, just kind of carried it on. It, it just rolled on all year. It seemed like um, get big wins and and put together a lot of good rides and uh, was really consistent and. Um, yeah, things were, uh, it was really cool. I, I would say probably the highlight of the year would have to be, uh, going 92 and three quarters or whatever at Pinoca, uh, yeah, in the cool. four round, um, pretty electric ride, pretty, uh, bit of a showstopper, you know, that was, yeah, that was yeah. definitely one of, one of my favorites. Well, it was, it was, that was a cool, like the whole day, like Warren was 90 points. You put on a good ride, you're 92 points. Nick Tetz was the only guy to stay on, walked out of there with like 20 some thousand dollars. Like it was, it was a cool day kind of across the board. And just like that setting in Pinocchio, you can't beat that, that showdown round atmosphere. No, it's, it's cowboy, it's cowboy rodeo, you know, huge arena. You got Dr. Lynn up there. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. I like it. Moving on to the CFR. So you're coming in, you won three consecutive titles in Red Deer. I kind of want to, talk a bit about the drama that happened at CFR the first round getting bucked off I kind of kind of surprised everybody in the building that night I, I, I want to hear it from your perspective like how what was your feeling after that do you were you surprised by it were were you obviously you probably weren't too stoked about it like what, what what was going through your head after after bucking off that first horse yeah um I wasn't really surprised by it you know um that horse has, has got a pretty good history of doing that to to a lot of guys a lot of really good guys and mm-hmm. um so I, I knew it was coming. I, I felt like I had a pretty good, um, you know, game plan for her or whatever. And, and I didn't really think that that was going to happen to me. Uh, not that I'm above that or anything. <laughs> I just, I, I'd seen her enough, you know, I, I figured I had a pretty good, a pretty good go. And uh, yeah, now she did to me what she does to everybody else and uh, bucked me off. So, I mean, it was, it was not, not, uh, it's just water off the duck's back at that mm-hmm, point you know mm-hmm. you don't have a time machine you can't go back and no. change it so it was kind of kind of whatever it was you know I, it was the second horse thing that bucked me off all year so um yeah I, I wasn't really mad for sure i'd like her back and and have that chance again but um that's just that's just part of it that's rodeo you're not gonna not gonna ride them all well and then so moving into the rest of the week you kind of locked it down won a few rounds kind of did the zeke thurston thing so what did you like kind of change your approach at all after bucking off in that first round or was it just like full send how it always no. is like just going after? Yeah. Same, 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 everything. Um, you know, the, I was, I was damn sure pissed coming back that next round, you know, <laughs> I was going to make sure, I was going to make sure that they knew I was there and um, had a really good little horse at Calgary's and I think I won the round it. And, and uh, so yeah, right there, it, it all, it all one eighties for a guy. Um, you can't you can't ever just ride them them low points you know you get bucked off that's gonna happen i mean mm-hmm. you know michael jordan missed more game-winning shots than anybody else but he also scored a lot more too you mm-hmm. know but they gave him the ball the most so uh you get in those big situations that i mean that stuff's gonna it's gonna go that way um you know especially when you're doing it at the at the highest level possible so it's uh it'll always be there it's not not the first time it's ever happened to me you know 
gangster won't be the last you know <laughs> well i think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier yeah. with like finding ways to win right like you got to be able to adapt those scenarios that's what you do see with all the, the number one guys across all the sports like the Connor mcdavid's and the patrick mahomes guys like they they're finding ways through adversity and i think that's kind of what set you apart from from everybody like that's a good example of it right there because it was different than yeah. from last year right yeah for sure and, and you, you just can't let it beat you up you know um like I said, you, you gotta you you gotta be able to you know get in a have a situation go that way and still be able to come back you know twelve hours twenty four hours later and and perform at your very best you know you, you like I said there there is there are a lot of things you don't have control over in bronc riding and um you know darn sure you get bucked off like that would I like to have that one back and and is there something I could have maybe done different for sure you know um give me that horse 10 more times i don't think that's going to be the same result every time but um you you can't you can't let that eat you up you just i mean obviously especially in a final situation that's that's number one you got five more to go and there's a lot of money to be won um so i'm sure that like winning championships never gets old and that's all fun and fun and stuff but how would your fourth canadian title stack up with the rest like it's it's probably cool to look back on all that how you the different ways and different times that you've, you've won yeah, they're all they're all different. Um, you know the the way you won them or whatever the 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 last scenario, however it plays out. You know they're they're never the same. And um, this year was really cool just because uh, you know, like you said, I, I got bucked off and then I I come back and and um, I think I won four of the six. Yeah, you, me? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I said, yeah, I think I won four of the six rounds. So um, yeah, I did buck off one, but then um, also kind of kind of smoked them on the other side of it so <laughs> yeah. uh, that was that was really cool and and then um you know I just had a brand new baby and you know just to be able to go and kind of accomplish all that you know with what we had going on at home and stuff was uh yeah it was it was pretty cool and then they all got to to uh get in on the celebration and the yeah and the stuff at the end so that was that was fun to be able to share that with the family I was I was gonna say it's got it's gotta be cool now that like your other your two older kids are kind of getting to the point where they know what's going on and who their dad is and what he does. Like it's it's gotta be getting cool to share that with them. Yeah, it is. It's it's really fun, you know, especially you can uh, kind of share, you know, just the way you go about things with they they get to see that, you know, they get to see me live live that way and and thing. That's what I'm most excited about. But um, yeah, it's really funny because they can they know the horses, you know, they, they, they know what's going on now. So they, yeah. they can, uh, they know all the horses, all their favorite horses. They could tell you which one's which. And, uh, yeah, we were out at the NFR and, uh, Kate Bruno had cloudy skies drawn that horse that bucked me off at the Canadian finals. And, yeah. um, Lucy, Lucy was going through the list of horses asking Jane, which horses are which and she said, well, Kate has cloudy skies. That's the horse that bucked my dad off. Right. And, and said, "Yeah, it is." He said, "Well, if my dad can't ride him, Kate definitely is not gonna ride him." <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. So yeah, good. but it's pretty funny, you know. We have had lots of success and lots of, you know, excuse me, with they've been there for for all of it, you know, mm -hmm. and, and through it all. And um, you know, I take them to every rodeo with me, pretty much. So uh, for them to uh, they get to see it all, you know, and so that. When, when we don't go up on stage to get a buckle at the end of the round or something, they, they're almost confused. And why, why are we not going? Why isn't dad going to get a buckle? Yeah. They're holding you to the standard. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Pretty funny. 
Um, so another thing too, like going back to CFR, you you've won all your titles in Red Deer. Um, with with the CFR moving back to Edmonton, are you excited for an opportunity to to capture your fifth up there and just competing back in back in Edmonton, the CFR? Yeah, I think it'll be really cool. You know, um, I'm not I'm not one of them guys that's opposed to change. Um, you know, I think it's uh a lot of times it's for the better, and I think it'll be a a, a really cool venue to to ride in. And um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what they have in store for us up there. Hmm. I think with like the way that the CFR is going and the level of competition and, and just how everything's working out. I think it's going to be a really good fit in Edmonton, especially like just competition quality wise. And you have like that world-class mm-hmm. venue. It's going to be a really cool mix and to see how, how like you said, how it all plays out. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. I think so too. Yep. So let's move on to Vegas. Similar to Red Deer, you kind of, you picked up your fourth world title. Um, let's, let's go over kind of the 10 days. How are you feeling heading into the finals? It was kind of a similar situation in 2022, eh? Like you were, kind of in the top five, but not super close to the first place spot, but yeah, you got off, hit the ground running in round one, picking up the wind. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was good. I, I felt really good going down there. Um, was, was confident. I got on a practice horse, um, courtesy of Calgary stampede there in olds before we went down there, a few of us mm-hmm. got on. And, um, so yeah, I was just feeling crisp and, uh, I, like you said, I split that first round and I think I was about a round behind Stetson in the world standings from number one. Um, so me and Cade split that first round and, and that jumped us both up there. And then after that, it was just kind of a, a ping pong seesaw battle between mm-hmm. me, Cade and Sage for the first three quarters, you know, um, I got some round wins, split, you know, couple, whatever, uh, just went through the week and, and made some good rides, had a couple horses that I didn't place on, um, just a little out of the money, but still, you know, solid scores, mm-hmm. um. 83, 84, you know, which, which is important in the average. And uh, so, yeah, I, I drew pretty good, but uh, I, I darn sure had some harder ones, some trickier ones and stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I felt like I rode really well out there and um, just kind of went and did my deal. And it come down to the last last round. And it by that point, it had, uh, I, I won round nine, I think, which was my fourth go-around win of the week. And uh, so that kind of gave me a little bit of breathing room on stage at the end there to uh to where basically i just kind of had to get a score mm-hmm. um and uh you know place deep in the average like i was gonna either win it or win second and, and uh you know it was mine to lose kind of deal at that time and uh had a little i actually had dandy delight the horse i had in Pinocchio yeah, yeah. and um yeah she was she kind of he was a little off that day you know that, that they're asking a lot of a of a fairly young horse you know that yeah, they had me sure. in the back had me in the back and I couldn't get loaded until it was pretty much my turn. And there's 25 camera guys on him and people everywhere <laughs> and they're rushing you. So it, uh, he didn't really like it. Didn't want to stand great in the shoot. And then he kind of had a couple funny little hop, skip jumps in there. And, uh, you know, we got sat down and finished him off. I, I placed in the round and it was 86 and a half or something, but that was, mm. that was enough to do it again. So, and you, you mentioned a lot of, a lot of Calgary Stampede and Canadian horses. I think you, you, you drew like nearly half your horses were Canadian horses. How, how cool is that to be able to, to compete on, on, on our great four-legged buckers from up here down in somewhere like Las Vegas? Yeah, it's, it's so awesome, man. That's, uh, you, you know, when you make a living, you know, with these horses, you, you kind of, you know, you, you kind of form a relationship or you got a soft spot in your mm-hmm. heart for them, you know, because that, that's how you make your bread and, bread and butter. And, and they're amazing animals. And then to, uh, you know, to be able to do it on Canadian bucking horses makes it even better. Just yeah. 
And, and there's a reason that, that a guy can draw half your horses be Canadian is because Canada produces the best bucking horses. We have we have the best programs and and you know the most the most consistent programs where guys consistently produce great bucking horses all the time. And um, so that's a big feather in in Canada's hat. I I would say um, just uh, the quality of of stock that they show up with down there is bar none. And I would say that's why Canada has, has such great bronc riders to just the two go hand in hand. Yeah. That was, that was one of the cool things that was talked about in that feature by the Cowboy channel is how the kind of your generation of guys and then kind of the younger group, you guys have grown up with these horses. You've seen them from when they were Colts to, to mm-hmm. now when they're on the world's greatest stage, which I think is such a neat advantage or a neat way to just like progress your career is like being able to grow up with the stock you're competing on. Oh, it's very cool. That's that's why I say like you you kind of get a a special place in your heart for them. But like for example, there's you know um, say like weekend departure was there, and and I got on that horse in Handhills in two thousand and maybe twelve or something in the novice, and she was pretty green, and I was really green, and <laughs> you know uh, that we're both at you know they're winning rounds on her at the NFR. You know it's uh, that's just pretty cool. Yeah, it, it, it speaks to like you said the great uh, fucking programs you have up here, and and on that other side of it, you you have Tyler Kraft picking up for the first time at the NFR. Talk a bit about that and how cool it was to have a guy you're very familiar with with you in the arena. Yeah, super cool. You know, just like I said, Canada was just very well represented. Crafty, he he got to pick up, you know, which is a huge huge honor. Um, you know, to to be able to go pick up the the biggest rodeo in the world and um. You know, and then on top of that, to be the uh, Calgary Stampede Ranch Manager and and have twenty, I think they had twenty two or some something mm-hmm. horses selected to be down there. You know, so that's just really impressive. And um, you know, he uh, his horses, you know, in the pickup pick up picking up his horses. You know, they they really stood out, and um, it was just just a great showing for Canada. I would say, um, just very well rounded and uh, couldn't be prouder. Um, so I talked about some of the rides. Well, the ride that you made in round five on X9 Explosive Skies, that was you, as soon as everybody saw your name by that horse in the draw, we knew there was going to be electricity one way or another. Um, what's going through your mind on that day when you you know you have that horse as you lead up to the moment and then as you're making the ride? What's kind of walk us through that whole process? Yeah, that son of a gun makes you nervous. Uh, <laughs> that's that's by far that's the rankest horse I've ever been on. I think I personally think that's the rankest horse to ever walk the earth so far. But um that uh just just an incredible animal and you you draw a horse like that, it's not it's not gonna go your way every time and um there's really no game plan other than you have to get a good spur out and uh and then it's it's all the same basics and fundamentals is um, it's just cranked up a couple notches on her because it, it happens so fast and she's so strong and powerful. Is there is there a moment in those rides that you say getting that strong mark out and kind of like you can even see it on the video, like you kind of weather that storm and then you just you get tapped off. Is is that kind of a, the same for most of the rides you make? You kind of have to get through those first couple jumps where you're okay, like I got I got this dialed in, I got, there's no throwing you off, or how's it work for you? Yeah, they're all different, you know. Um, like your your average uh, or like most of the horses we would get on, you know, like, and, and you'd spur them out and, and you can kind of feel, you know, the first couple jumps and, you know, and you're off and, and the ride's on, but there, there are, you know, it kind of just depends on what the horses mm-hmm. do. Um, but like there would be 
like a horse like yesterday's delivery or a wild cherry or an explosive skies get smart horses like that that when when you nod you know they're exploding out of the bucking mm-hmm. chute either kicking kicking over the back of the chutes or kicking the top rail or rearing 20 feet in the arena you know those are the horses that it um you know you're gonna it, it could be a little hairy for for a second right there and um yeah but you gotta you gotta go with the odds because i mean the result's the same if you reach up there and and kind of pantyhose a spur out at one it's uh you know and you miss them out you, you might mm-hmm. as well have spurred them out and got bucked off because it's it's still a zero right and so um, I always go with with rolling the odds, and, and it gets me in trouble sometimes. It causes me to get bucked off, but um, you can't get a score if you don't get them spurred out. So that's uh, usually where I go. <laughs> that's a, well, that's a good way to, to put it, with, though. Anyway. Like, like, yeah, it's a good point. Like it's a good point. Like you, you may as well go at them and, and go, go for the score because either way, you're going to be zero. So it's you may as well put up, mm-hmm. put it all out there rather than 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 not at all. So um, going back to the and ride. And if you do get her spurred out and then make a ride on her, you get to be a 91 or a 93 yeah. or a 90. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for so, sure, man. That's how it goes. Um, and well, and so going back to that ride, where would you rank it in like the best rides of your career? Uh, on explosive yeah, guys? Yeah, like, round five there. When I, would, uh, I would say that's probably one of my very best rides I've ever made. Um, that, that horse just bucked so hard. I would... I would say that's probably my best ride in that arena and, and one of my very best rides ever. Yeah, it was it was electric, man. It's it's cool because well, I was we were watching on TV, but you could just hear like through the TV the crowd noise, how like the roof blew off the place when when it went down. Like that was such had to be such a cool moment for you being in the arena during that time. Yeah, it was really cool. You know, I didn't I didn't know if I was gonna make the whistle or not. And, <laughs> and she threw threw me off, you know, I hit the dirt and yeah, half the arena standing up there going nuts. It was uh that's that's pretty cool. You know, those are the moments that you you dream of and um like I said, that's probably that's probably the very best rat I've made in that arena. Well and and talking about some of the other guys competing, like you mentioned Sage and Cade and, and all them boys and what was it like competing like battling it out for that title throughout the week. Like you, you guys are obviously all like really close. Like it's kind of a brotherhood with the saddle bronc riders. So how, how do you guys navigate the like, Hey, I'm cheering for you. I want you to do good, but I also want to beat your ass the whole time. Yeah. Everybody, it, it's all the same, <laughs> you know, uh, they would get us to go do interviews together and stuff. And they're like, you're number one and you're number two, you know, <laughs> but, but you're such good buddies, you know, that's why they'd have us go to do them together and stuff. No, but I mean, it was all, it's always lighthearted. And, mm-hmm. um, you want to do well, but you want your friends to do just as well, you know, and um, at the end of the day, it's, it's bronc riding and all you can control is, you know, what you can do on the horse that you have drawn. And um, if you do that, I mean, whether that's enough or not, that's, that's all you can do. So. Um, everybody everybody keeps it pretty light and pretty fun yeah you definitely can see it like just the way you guys all interact with each other um kind of behind the shoots what was it like not having Stetson in the fold this year I know it was kind of a tough blow kind of across the whole board for everybody not having him there competing and and uh and must have been different for you guys too not having him in the brown card with you guys for the 10 days yeah I mean we still got Stetson he was in the locker room every night and you know joking hanging out with us and stuff but uh just a, that's a bummer, man. I mm-hmm. you hate to see that for anybody. That that sucks so bad. You were, you know, you worked really hard to get there, and uh, especially a guy like him, he he double times it, and to be as talented as he is, you know, goes in leading the bull riding and leading the bronc riding. You know, that's that's insane. And then and then <laughs> not to get get a chance to be able to finish mm-hmm. it off. You know, that's 
that sucks, but um, I'm sure that he's he's a talented little fart and he'll be he's tough. <laughs> he'll be he'll be back. He'll be back. How do you how do you manage the kind of the pressure and and navigate all the noise and everything going on at, at some place like Vegas? So you guys are doing autograph signings and appearances and meeting people and and kind of you, you're I'm sure your days are are chock full of activities before you have to go and compete. So how do you? Which is I think it's different than any other pro sport where you like you look at a hockey player they're going for a nap two or three hour nap like before the game and, yeah. hang out and they roll up to the rink and take it easy. Whereas you guys, it's so, cause you got to maintain your personal brand and sell yourselves. And, and, but so you got to kind of juggle a lot of things. How do you manage that? And then also being able to compete at your best over 10 days in Vegas. Yeah. You just, you just do your rest. You know, there's, there's obligations that you have to go do, you know, and, um, but not every day is like that. Mm-hmm. Some days you might have, three or four, you know, signings and appearances and things. And, and you might be just right slammed and other days you might have one, but um, it's just part of it. I guess it's uh, sometimes, you know, it's not a guy's favorite thing to do, but you gotta, you still go do them and put a smile on your face. There's, there's a lot worse <laughs> things you could be doing. Yeah, that's true. That's true for sure. So, so I want to ask the same thing I did about, about your Canadian titles. You, you've won four world titles now. You've tied Pete Knight for the most saddle mark riding world titles won by a Canadian, which is which is very, very cool. So how does this one rank up there with it? And and obviously, like, like you know, being able to share with your family is a big part of it. And, and yeah, it's, it's a cool thing to be, to be in the company that you're in now. Yeah, just super cool. Um, it ranks up there just looks like the rest of them. They're all, they're all pretty special. <laughs> um you know, this one was probably, I would say, the, um, you know, in 16, I kind of come from behind. Nobody really expected me yeah. to win it. I won it. 19, I kind of had it. It was kind of mine to lose and led it all the way, you know, all the way from the first round on. Uh, they couldn't catch me after the ninth round. So that one was different than where 22, I come from so far back. And, um, you know, that was, but to, to win four of them, that's, that's getting up there. That's getting to be quite a few. That's pretty, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty special. Um, yeah, just, uh, it was cool. And that was probably one of the toughest. That was, that was a good battle, just a good mm-hmm. race. And, um, like I said, it could have been two, three, four guys, uh, all through the week there and come down to the end. And it was, you know, up to two or three guys for sure. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was tight and it was, it was a good bronc riding and it was, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. So how do you how do you get all your like saddles and buckles home from the finals? That's I've always wondered that. Like it's because you got two what, two saddles, there. four buckles. Yeah, have like more than four buckles, I guess, <laughs> blowing around. Yeah. Us, but <laughs> boxes of whiskey and all oh, sorts yeah. of stuff. Sorts. Yeah. Your trophy room is yeah. gonna be getting pretty full. You might have to do it. Put an addition on, eh? It's getting full. Yeah, yeah. Build a new house. I still don't know if I have enough room for. <laughs> you have to redo the redo plans. Yeah, that's. I was thinking somebody like an Irvine's or a Jones Boys or something needs to make a little display like they do with Trevor's at the at the NRS. Oh, have a little, make a little display and put it all yeah. in there, and then people just, could see it. You know, just do it at the big nobody's Valley Bar. Gonna, not, not very many people are going <laughs> to see it at my house. They're not. not nobody. Nobody's going to see it at the big Valley <laughs> Bar. <laughs> oh man, that's good. Um, so moving into 2024, it's, it's obviously shaping up to be, I'm sure another big busy season for you heading down the road. Um, are you kind of changing things? Are you going to change anything up? Are you the same approach to the last few years, just rodeo and win and and take it down the road? It's all the same. Yeah. Yeah. Go draw some good horses and make some good rides and put in another full year of it. Hopefully we'll be having the same conversation 365 from now. Has there been, has, has anybody won like, 
three in a row is that a th- i'm sure there has been i have to like check on my stats but would that be that would be, that'd be yeah yeah i think dan. so I, I bet dan went three in a row yeah that'd be that'd be pretty cool to, to kind of knock on that door because like after winning you've won three three canadian titles in a row you've won three calgary stampedes you've won all this kind of thing like it, it'd be cool to add kind of another one in, in, into the books that way mm-hmm. yeah. yeah two in a row is pretty wild yeah three in a row would be that'd be cool be pretty cool for sure cool man well so what's the what's the schedule like over the next few weeks like denver's coming up fort worth all the big ones how are yeah you so be, i didn't, I didn't right away I didn't enter Denver. Um, I'm going to go to this uh, kind of an invitational type deal in San Diego. They're going to have here Ooh, at, um, at the baseball diamond. Hey, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. At the nice. ballpark there. So that's going to um, be, cool. be cool. Yeah. yeah. I could go check, check that out. See what it's all about. Then I'm, I'm in Fort Worth the 18th to the 20th, kick that off. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go there. And then after that'll be San Antonio and right yeah, starts all over again. So so looking back on last year, you won just over $450,000, which puts you like knocking on the door of $2.5 million on your career. Talk a bit about how that, that money has changed things for you and your family and, and just how how motivating it is to be able to win that much money in a season like as, as a professional rodeo athlete. Yeah, it's, you know, that's huge. Like a guy, a guy, you can make a really good living, you know, or even get, you know, halfway rich riding bucking horses. Um, you know, aren't you making enough money to set yourself up? And mm-hmm. so it's, that's been huge for me. You know, like I said, we're building a house and, um, you know, that's, that's pretty, just a big blessing for, you know, somebody like, you know, I'm, I'm 29 years old and building a house that I'm probably going to live in for the rest of my life. So that's, um, that's pretty cool. And, and I wouldn't be able to do that, you know, with, if it wasn't for rodeo. And so, um, yeah, I mean, everything we got come from bronc riding and, it's really, really gotten good. That's, you know, especially since I've been going, um, all these big rodeos counting and, and mm-hmm. purses that they have up now, you know, so it's, um, it's, it's really just, I mean, a guy can, a guy can set himself up and, and, um, you know, just kind of, kind of get things rolling, I guess, while you're young, cause you have a, you have a shelf life when, when you make yeah. your living with your body, right. You, you only get so many years before it, it just doesn't work anymore. So, um, it's, it's, it's gotten, rodeo has gotten so good and, and, uh, I just think it's going to continue to get better and better. Vegas signed a, signed a new contract for 2025 and, um, kind of sounds by the end of that deal, it's going to be, you know, money's going to be really big rounds to be paying 60,000, wow. you know, a- average paying 200,000. So that's, that's, uh, pretty exciting to hear. But you're probably not far from seeing, seeing somebody win a million dollars in a year in a single event. Like it's probably like, we're probably only handful of years away from something like that which is well yeah is, i mean well, probably unthinkable for getting, some people guys getting halfway there right now you know so yeah. it's um yeah it's it's really gotten good you know you can you go out to vegas and win two hundred thirty-six thousand. you know for for me that's a lot of that's a lot of money so that's why well, you converted to canadian it's like five hundred thousand. <laughs> that's big time money. yeah exactly big. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so one thing I wanted to ask you, you, you've won like pretty much every major rodeo and title there is to win in your career. Is there one that's kind of gotten away from you throughout your career that you want to add to your, to the trophy room in the new house this yeah. year? I just got asked this earlier today, but yeah, there's, I got a few on my bucket list. Probably I would say Pendleton is probably the top of the list. I, I'd love to win Pendleton. I've come mm-hmm. really close quite a few times, but 
Um, you know, and, and obviously like San Antonio is is got a just a real coveted buckle to it. It's really pretty and and it's just a rank short round. I've I've same thing. I've come really close to winning that one watch, but I just haven't quite done it. But uh, yeah, there's a few there's a few on my hit list for sure that I'd like to get. Uh, maybe a Cheyenne, Fort Worth. Oh yeah, yeah, this is some good ones. Yeah. Right on. Um, so kind of before we kind of wrap things up here, I, I want to talk about we we talked a bit about records and stuff, and 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 there's so many stats and everything a person can follow. But do, do you pay attention to stuff like that? Are are you, is there anything specifically you're chasing, or you just kind of take it as it comes? Yeah, just just rolling with it, seeing what I can win. Going into this year, who are some of the the up and coming Canadian guys, or who's your dark horse in the? Because I, it's it's becoming like a theme now where we have four to five, six. You may, we could even have probably seven or eight Canadians in the Bronco and at the NFR. Who would you say is your like dark horse or kind of the guy to watch throughout twenty twenty four to make it this year? To make it, um, like somebody that's probably never been before. Yeah, like one of their first times, or some of these up. Like you got guys like Q Taylor and, and that kind of the younger, the younger mm-hmm. generation coming back. Yeah, I mean, even sure. a comeback too, like Logan or Colby too. Like they could be whatever you think. Yeah, and them guys are them guys are gonna come back and and do really good. I I look for them to have good years and Q too. You know, he got kind of got a taste of it last year and come really close and uh, you know, to to ride as well as he did and and didn't get to go. It's uh that's tough, but that's part of it, you know. So he's he's gonna be hungry and yeah, Logan, Colby, they'll they'll all be back, Dawson, Layton, everybody. So I would I would say if you could get him to go a full season and, and put in good a good hard go at it, Lucas Moxa could probably Ooh. I really think Lucas yeah. Moxa could make the finals and, and do well. That's a good one, man. He he's solid, he's really consistent, he rode really good at the Canadian finals the last three mm-hmm. years. Um, he, he looks pretty good on most type of horses, you know. He seems like that one of those guys who's kind of like knocking on the door of like taking that next step. Like a guy, even like Dawson Dom too. He had a great season in Dom, Canada. Dom, same, same yeah. way. Yeah, Dawson, Dawson Dom too. Um, both them guys. If if they would go, they could, uh, you know, like th- then we'd have we could almost get ten of us there. Oh man, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. And it's it's crazy to say like it's not it's not a far out like thought or, or or chance of it happening that, is, that ain't unrealistic no, no exactly um, yeah like there's so many so many good guys and, and and like we talked about before having the amount of great horses to up in canada for these guys to to kind of grow up with it's there's a reason why there's so many great canadian barn riders right now oh for sure um yeah you get all them good horses and then and then you know you get guys like like the guys that i've been going with that are all making it you know and, mm-hmm here we are 10 years later well there's been quite a few kids watch us you know go through that and and they're all growing up now and they're going man we we got the same opportunities that these boys had you know and so uh, i think Bronc ride in canada is going to be pretty strong for for a while and uh there's there's more guys that group of novice kids that are coming up they yeah they, there's some guys in there that are that are pretty gritty and and that are going to go places so it's uh the future looks pretty good what does it, it mean to you to be one of those guys to kind of influence that next generation and be, and being like, you're not, you're a young guy yourself too, right? You're still in the prime of your career and, and you accomplish a lot, but it's, you're, you're kind of leading the path when it comes to the, the influence of, of those Bronco riders. What's it mean to you? Like, like Canada and Alberta just in general has kind of had a, a legacy of having, you know, great Bronco riders. Um, and so to kind of carry that on and then, and then in 
in a way, you know, you kind of, you hold right now, we're kind of holding the torch, I guess you could say. And, um, you know, one day we'll pass it on to the, to the next group. And so, uh, it's, it's really cool to, to, to be able to kind of carry that torch and, and hopefully do, do everybody proud while you got it. And, um, like you said, I used, I used to be the young guy and, um, you know, everybody is wondering why I didn't have to pay my dues and everything. And, and now I'm the, now I'm the, you know, more of a, the veteran of, of the group and, and all the young kids come up and ask me for advice and what to do, you know, so it's kind of just the changing of the tides, but, um, yeah, it's, it's just really cool to be able to represent, you know, Canada and, and just the, the great Canadian bronc riders that, that we do have and, and that Canada's known for it. It's cool to represent that as well. Well, I know, I know we're really proud to have you representing us, Zeke, and, and I just want to thank you again for taking the time to chat with me today and joining us on the short round. It's, it was, it was sure was a heck of a lot of fun to watch you compete last year and, and take home that Canadian title and world title. No, thank you. I, I appreciate it a lot. Thank you for having me on. It's uh yeah, this was fun. Right on buddy. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll let you go and we'll wish you all the best in 2024 and, and we'll, we'll see you down the road. You bet. Sounds good. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks Zeke. All right. You bet. Adios. Thanks again to Zeke for joining me on this week's show. It was fun to catch up, and we are pumped to watch him hit the trail again this year. So all the best to Zeke in 2024. Before I wrap things up, I just want to remind you all that you can catch the upcoming winter rodeo action on the Cowboy Channel, so you'll never, ever miss a moment. Um, the National Stock Show and Rodeo kicks off next week in Denver. And did you know that Canadians Ben Anderson and Dusty LaValle hold arena records in their respective events at Denver? Pretty sick. Ben was 90 points in the saddlebone riding back in 2020, and Dusty was 91 points in the bareback riding in 2008. Super exciting stuff for those guys. So we'll see if any new records will be broken in Denver. Anyway, that's going to do it for episode four of the short round. Once again, I'm your host, Wacey Anderson. Be sure to stay up to date with everything Pro Rodeo Canada on our website, rodeocanada.com, and on our social media pages at Pro Rodeo Canada Official on Instagram and the Canadian Professional Rodeo Association on Facebook. Thanks once again for listening and we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.